All right, folks, welcome to Nino'sCorner.tv. I'm joined with Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort is the author of the book, Little Prisoner, um, an American lobbyist political consultant. Now, you may want to re- <laughs> correct me on this because it is Wikipedia that I got this. Uh, attorney, and um, you were convicted of a crime. You were sentenced to seven and a half years for lobbying illegally for the Ukrainians, correct? Well, part of the reason I wrote this book is exactly the problem you're having right yeah. now. Because the system you know, totally uh, uh, distorted what was going on. I mean, they, they put me in, in solitary confinement, put a gag order on me, uh, then started leaking anonymously uh, all these fake facts, which have filled the Wikipedia pages, which is obviously where you got a lot of this information. And uh, I couldn't respond. And they had a strategy. I mean, Weissman in the special counsel's office was trying to uh, to get me to break down to prove their narrative of that Donald Trump and the Trump campaign were linked with Russia, which they weren't. And uh, and so uh, they put they they indicted me. They gagged me. They put me in solitary confinement. They kept me away from my lawyers. Uh, and I was convicted in the court of public opinion uh, way before my trial started. And so, the, like, the, like what Nancy Pelosi talks about—the smear campaign. Well, that's right. I mean, she yeah. knows it well because she's a, an expert at executing it, and uh, and they did that to me. And uh, as a consequence, uh, uh, they, they, I went spent seven and a half years in jail. But I wouldn't give them what they wanted, which is to lie and accept Weissman's narrative, Andrew Weissman's narrative, that Donald Trump was linked to Russia in dealing with his election. It was not how, true. How long did you did you spend in jail? I spent about 10 and a half months in, in uh, solitary confinement and uh, two years in prison. I've spent three weeks, and I thought that was rough. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you were once a partner with Roger Stone, Black Manafort, and Stone, correct? That's correct. Rod, Charlie Rod, Black, Roger Stone, and I uh, were involved in Reagan's election campaign in 1980. And after he was elected, we uh, started the firm Black Manafort Stone, which during the course of the 80s and uh, early 90s under Reagan-Bush administrations was one of the number one firms in Washington for government affairs and political consulting. So after Trump won the GOP nomination, uh, you resigned right after he won the GOP nomination, right after the Russia-Russia thing hit. You said it's better just to step back and kind of stay behind the scenes. What was happening is, and I, I go through the details in the book, but uh, the Clinton campaign was scared about being exposed on their server. And even though James Comey exonerated her after saying she was guilty, uh, you know, the uh, they were worried about it being a major issue. So they would look for deflection. And now as a result of the Durham campaign, we know for a fact that, uh, that the, the Clinton campaign created the false narrative that the Trump campaign was working with Russia to help him get elected. We know that because her campaign manager, Robbie Mooks, admitted it under oath in trial. Um, and we also know as a result of the Durham investigation that uh, that John Brennan, from his own handwritten notes, briefed Obama uh, on the fact that Clinton was going to be conducting this uh, illegal, uh, or putting out this dirty trick in the state narrative. So when two weeks later, Crossfire Hurricane was was started up at the FBI, Obama and the White House and the government already knew that it was a fake uh, story. 
but and, and because I had worked in Ukraine and helping them to become part of Europe, which, by the way, with Russia was 100% against. So it would be hard for me to have spent 10 years moving Ukraine into Russia and then be in the link to Putin uh, on the Trump campaign. But uh, you know, when, the, but what the Clinton campaign did do through contacts it had in Ukraine is they got dirty tricks played on me. And they had a false cash ledger uh, uh, announced uh, saying that I had received, I think, $12, $13 million in cash for running the, well, it didn't say for what, the assumption was working for Yanukovych, because I was publicly involved in working for Yanukovych. There was no secret. Um, and uh, it was false, the cash ledger. Within a couple of weeks, the uh, the National Anti-Corruption Bureau, which was a joint venture between the government of Ukraine and the government of the United States, acknowledged that the ledger was a dirty trick and it was not true. But the die had been cast in the big smear game that Nancy Pelosi is an expert at. Uh, they had been smearing me all over, and I was becoming a campaign issue, just as Trump was starting his campaign, general election campaign. So I'd already put the campaign in place. I had the people in place, the strategy, the schedule, whatever, the media. Uh, so I decided the best thing to do was get out of the way. And so I got out of the way. And uh, it allowed Trump to be able to focus on her instead of having to answer things about me. Figuring, And I always figured that when the election was over, I'd be able to clean up the record. I didn't know. Were you able? Were you able to do anything behind the scenes? Did you stay active behind the scenes, or is that? Yeah, yeah, I I get into that into the book a bit, but but basically things were in place uh, the way it needed to be, and uh, and again I thought that after the election, typical national elections, losers would go home and lick their wounds, winners would start to put the new government together. I didn't know this was going to be a five-year slog, and that I was going to end up in jail, something that was not true. A lot of pop, a lot of pop shots are taken at Trump, man. I mean, especially what's going on with the FBI raid right now. Why is this man such a target? Like for my audience, in simple terms, why is he such a target? Why are they going after him with the FBI raid? What's your feelings on all this? Because he's an ex- existential threat to their existence. Uh, he understand, he understands that the system in Washington is focused on preserving power, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, and and are not responsive to delivering promises. And he committed to drain the swamp, as he called it, which was the Washington establishment, and to focus on keeping campaign promises uh, and an agenda that was going to put America first again. Uh, And that's what he did. And and made tremendous progress, even though for four years, he was constantly under attack. But And the the reason that the Mar-a-Lago raid happened is because they continue to fear him. They see him coming back. They see the failed Biden administration. They understand that all you've got to do is compare Trump's record and Biden's record on all the key economics, you know, energy security, safe border, America first, foreign policy. And when you do that, the case makes itself for make whose president matters. Uh, and so they're trying to, and they see what's happening coming up in November with the red wave. And so they're doing two things. They're trying to destroy Trump's chances of running, and they're trying to deflect the message from the Biden record to Trump fatigue, so to speak. Um, And they're going to fail on both accounts. Where do you see America going with Biden right now? I mean, to me, he looks like he's a globalist. He's obviously a globalist puppet. Where do you see this going? Do you think we have until 2024, as bad as the direction is? 
I know. I think it's very important that we win control of the Congress in 2022 in three months. I mean, that's because with the Congress, we can do two things that are important. Stop the kinds of legislation that we just saw with uh, the Inflation Not not Reduction Act. (laughs) And, uh, uh, And also, we can begin to expose the corruption in the weaponization, political weaponization of the Justice Department and the law enforcement agencies. We can't change the government, but we can bring light, shine light on it. And those two things are very important as we go, it'll lead towards uh, 2024. So it's a step in the process. And without it, if we don't win control, it will l- pr- provide the momentum for the, the woke left to just run ramshot over the remaining constitutional rights that we have. I mean, you're sure would probably be banned uh, in, in yeah. the next couple of years. I mean, it's outrageous. Well, Paul, even me reading your, your Wikipedia, when I went over it with you before, I knew when they were like on here, not to offend you, but and convicted fraudster. I mean, they put this terminology in here to discredit you. And, and that's what they do. And it's they control all facets of the media. Well, I mean, we, we've got, for nothing else, we got to change the, uh, the exemptions that they've got in the, uh, in the Communications Act, that's number one. Uh, uh, number two, the reason I think that 2022 will be different than 2020 is a lot of changes have happened in some key states. Uh, we still have to make sure that the laws have, are, are followed. Um, you know, but in 2020, there were because of COVID, you know, the left very quick, correctly, or smartly, you know, blurred over everything made us made Republicans look undemocratic for wanting to have a, a voter identification program that made sure that your vote counted. Yeah. And again, in the left speak, they were saying we were trying to keep people's votes by, from being counted by making sure that who they were was who they were. I mean, it's it's typical doublespeak. That would do very well in Stalin's Russia. Um, it, but that's their tactic. Uh, and that's why you can't speak out on openly on, on what. Yeah, doing. that's why I'm like watching everything you say right now. I'm like, man, because it's I call it fluff tube. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah. They'll, they'll bomb my entire channel. And that's how they're that's how they're throwing ice on the fire with this. So you see 2022, you see this November, a big red wave coming and things turning around. You do see that happening. I, I, they're, they're, that's the other thing you're seeing in the media right now. Oh, the wave is is is, is subsiding and. If the Democrats have a chance of keeping both houses, they have no chance of keeping the House of Representatives. Zero. Go build Joseph Biden. They have zero chance to control the House of Representatives. And even in the Senate, uh, where the you know the races are closer, um, you know, notwithstanding Mitch McConnell saying stupid things, uh, you know, the Republican candidates are in, are in striking position to win. I mean, when you look at it, <laughs> there's one seat that. We are in trouble on if you look at the public poll, and that's the Pennsylvania seat. That's a Republican seat. The Democrats are in trouble in five seats, and five seats. So even if we lost Pennsylvania, the other we got four other five other chances to win that and and another one. We're and so their doom is sealed, man. Their doom is sealed. I mean, and then you people impeach impeach Biden when they get in. Well, you know. I was you know, impeachment has been now reduced by Nancy Pelosi to just a normal tactical tool of the House of Majority, which is not what our founding fathers meant it to be. It was supposed to be an extraordinary tool for gross, you know, abuse of office. 
but that's not what it is anymore. So this, you know, what Biden has been doing, you know, yes, I mean, he was he's as vulnerable to impeachment as uh, as Trump was on making a phone call to Ukraine. Um, but will Republicans do that? I don't know if they'll go that far. They have to certainly go right up to that line. They have to identify the corruption. They have to you know, let the American people see what's been done to their their constitutional rights. And then depending on what those things, those the investigations show, maybe they take that action or maybe they just serve it up on a platter for the American people in 2024. Because I happen to believe Biden is running. They can say all they want, you know, the, the left, the, the left leadership of the Democratic Party, that he can't run. But if, I, I think he's going to run. He wants to run. Uh, he thinks he's capable. He thinks he's doing a good job. I mean, oh. the fact that 80% of the country is saying he's not, it doesn't affect him. Because he probably doesn't even see it, he doesn't right. even see it. I mean, and uh, you know, the, the 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 he's that checked out. He's that. Yeah, I mean, the, look, last week he said the Inflation Reduction Act is going to reduce in, the threat of inflation, and this week he gives a three hundred billion dollar uh, you know infusion of cash into the economy with by forgiving this debt, and he doesn't see the contradiction. So where's the comparison? Where's the risk to national security? It's absurd. So what do you see in 2024? You see it being a rematch Biden and Trump? Like a, I mean, right I mean, now. Is that what you see happening? Or right do you see now, DeSantis entering the picture at all? I mean, look, two years is a long time. I think if Trump runs, he's going to be the nominee. And I think that raiding his home, for an historical act, nobody, never in our country have we gone after a, a, a political opponent in a presidential election or a potential future opponent. Never in our country. In fact, Biden is on record in Ukraine criticizing the Ukrainians for doing that. And yet here he's done it. Um, so I do think that's motivated Trump if he needed any further motivation, uh, which I don't think he did, but uh, that he's going to run. And I take Biden at his word. He wa- He's going to run. He's the president. I mean, I remember, you, know, you wouldn't, you probably weren't even around. In 1976, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter was a failed president. Uh, I mean, 1980, Jimmy Carter was a failed president. Uh, and had numbers not as bad as Biden's, but almost. And Edward Kennedy was the bete noir of the, of, the, of the left and the Democratic Party, and all the early polls showed Edward Kennedy beating Carter and being the nominee and being the next president. Carter said, no, he's not. I'm running for re-election, and I'm going to beat him. And he did. And then so Jimmy there's no was, chance. There's no chance of the 25th Amendment being enacted and maybe Kamala or Pelosi, because well, I've, been, I've been told to watch out for that. Well, look, and they—that's the same people who, you know, are dropping all kinds of things about Trump and, and did about me. It's what the left does because they've now moved on from Biden. They don't want Biden. They know he can't win, uh, but they also, I think, respect the power of the president if he's stubborn enough to run. So they've got to discredit him, and they did it very early. They started very early, and so the twenty-fifth amendment—that's a tool of those people who want Biden out of there in the Democratic Party. Pelosi, um, right? Pelosi's probably behind the scenes wanting him out of there. She wants to be president, doesn't she? Warren, Warren, Buttigieg, probably. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Kamala Harris either. I mean, um, yeah, so that's the way they play the game. And, and, and Biden now is is their Democratic Trump, and they want to get him out of the way. Um, so will they invoke a 25th Amendment? They could. Um, I don't think he'll get away with it. I think Biden, if he wants to, will be the Democratic nominee. And I think if Trump needed any further motivation, there couldn't be anything better than a rematch. 
Well, Paul, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, where can people get your book? It is Political Prisoner, Paul Manafort. Where can they get your book? They can get it in bookstores or online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, you know, Simon Schuster. I go through all of this in the book in a lot more detail. And I put in context the story, as I said to you today, that this isn't about Paul Manafort. This is about the, you, the American people. You're in the crosshairs now. And uh, my story helps you understand how they're going to come at you. And the only way you beat this back is not by saying, oh, it's too bad what they did to Paul Manafort. You got to get off the sidelines, get into the game. And you got to make sure that Republicans win in November. And not only that, I mean, the raid on Trump, I mean, we're all targets. We're all sitting ducks. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, it's, I mean uh, 87,000 armed, you know. Yeah, what, what's your thoughts on that, Paul? What, I wanted to ask you about that. What's your thoughts on this 87,000 new IRS? It's a military. I mean, it's, it's that's a Biden's military. So what are they planning to do with that? I what's mean, your thoughts? First on of it? all, just think of it. They want to take the guns away from law-abiding citizens who have guns. And now they're arming agents IRS agents to come after ordinary Americans. Think about that to start with. Number two, you know, these are the same people in the Obama administration who used the, the IRS to go after conservative foundations to try and take away their exemptions uh, and destroy them. You know, they got caught on it and they got beaten back. So they're trying another game now. And they, and they know if they have 87,000 people out there in red America, the people are not going to be auditing in the Hamptons or, the, or Beverly Hills. In, in, in mainstream America, that they're going to keep Americans preoccupied and maybe catch a bunch of people in the process. So it's a, it's a war. And this is part of their army against the American people. And, uh, and we can't let that go on. We've got to stop it. Paul, thank you so much for coming on Nino's Corner TV. Uh, that is political prisoner, folks. Political prisoner. Paul, you're welcome on my program anytime. Thank you for coming by. I'm honored, man. I'm honored to have someone of your uh, stature on here, man. Thank I'd you. love to come back again. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. Okay, pal.